Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. And the regulation is back, bringing you the sauce with episode 31, the new era. Obviously, per usual, I am with the stew crew because I am not able to thin the herd on my own. So let's go ahead and meet the minds behind the movement coming to us live from Richmond, Virginia. Tommy Lasagna, how we doing, kid? I'm doing well. I'm just happy to you know, do my part and help thin the herd. Yeah, man. Uh, well, next up, coming to us live from New York City. Seemingly a little distracted tonight. Harry Douglas, how we doing, kid? I'm doing well. Got some Monday Night Football on. I'm on Bears minus five and a half. And uh, life's good. Life's, life's real good. good. Well, I'm, I'm excited to get into this episode, guys. So let's go ahead and cue off this music so we can kick it off. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who do not know, and a regulation is everything sports and entertainment. We are here to bring you everything that you have missed. So let's go ahead and go through the agenda for tonight's lineup. Uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on in the world of entertainment. We're going to transition into the world of sports and talk to you about the NFL, some of the new era and wave of quarterbacks that we are seeing. We're going to talk to you a little bit about week three in review, and then we're going to wrap things up with some buzzer beaters and music history. So, to kick it off and get the wheels warm per usual, gentlemen, I uh, wanted to highlight two things, a great would you rather and a great show. Started a show called Successions. Good stuff. You should go check it out. Uh, I am not too deep into it, so I'm not going to expose anything because I don't know anything. Uh, but... Sounds came, awesome. Came across this gem. No, it's good. Very, very cutthroat. A family that uh, basically owns everything media. Essentially, picture Disney, uh, and 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 one of my favorite characters in the show. You know, only four episodes in, is this. I think maybe one of the tallest human beings I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, beats the guy from uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, his name's Greg. I don't know his real name in life. Cousin Greg, yeah. But, Tom, I kid you not, this guy is seven feet tall. Like, the NBA needs to give this guy a shout. Um, but he offers, a, he offers a would-you-rather in a very awkward conversation to a hooker um, and says, would you rather be stuck in a cage with a lion or a pool with a shark? Uh, that's very easy. I'd rather be in a pool with a shark because I can get out of no, the pool. No, no, let's – come on. Let's be serious here. You can't get out of the pool. You, you're, you're fighting to the death, so you have to pick your poison. I would still rather be in, in the pool with the shark because I would die a lot faster. I mean, drowning sounds a lot better than being mauled limb from limb and having to you know, be alert and alive through it all. Okay. To play devil's advocate, though, I feel like when you're on land, you have more of a leg up than when you're in their fucking territory, that being water. And, like... You're not going to see where they're... I mean, I guess you'll see where they're coming from because it's a pool, but... You're going to see a lion running at you. You're not going to see a shark coming from under you and taking you out. 
So the real question is, which way would you prefer to die? And I guess, like, how big is the lion? Are we talking like Mufasa, or are we yeah. talking like the little baby guy? I'm just talking average male. Like, if you googled average male lion and average male shark, let me do that. Uh, like, let's yeah, talk, looks let's, still big enough to maul me limb from limb. Yeah, yeah. Pick his teeth with my bones. I'm taking I, the shark. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go lion, man. At least you have a fighting chance. Yeah, I think I'm with Harrison on this. Like, I, I think, Tom, to your point, you may have a better, I don't know. I, I feel like if you just, like, if you get a hand in on the, the gills of the shark and just, like, yank that shit. Yeah, while he's biting your waist. <clears throat> yeah, but if, if, you can, if you can disable the shark, that's one you thing. You are not going to disable a fucking lion. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I guess if I, yeah, I don't know. I guess either way you're fucked. But I thought that was that was a, a good segue to introduce a show, and a uh, quite an interesting. Segue. So yeah, bottom line, check out Succession. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, next up on the docket here, we've got climate change chaos, and like we always say, we leave politics at the door. So I'm simply highlighting the fact that with all of this madness that has been going on. These individuals have forgotten about the fact that people have to go to work. At the end of the fucking day, shutting down roads. I mean, I have teachers that are telling me this. Teachers of of all people that are like, these fucking, they're congesting up roads. They're blocking off roads. They're laying in roads. They're getting arrested. So continue spreading the word. But, you know... Elsewhere. Yeah, do it methodically. Don't well, be fucking... I, I saw there was, like, almost a million and a half people that got together in Germany. And, like, there was different, like, protests and rallies all around the world. I mean, it's... <clears throat> look, if you're going to talk about people banding together for a cause, it's fucking fantastic. But when you start to interfere with the, like, daily routine of others, and you're imposing that on others that aren't necessarily inflicting or doing any harm, you know? I mean, I guess, like, if you're standing in front of cars, I get your point, but... Like, yeah, I think that's the point, though, is that you're impeding to raise awareness for a cause that, quite frankly, I think everybody and their mother knows about yeah. at this point. So I see both sides of the, of the argument, but... My, and my, my yes, thing that I fairness, find hilarious is stay, that... Stay out of the way of individuals who who are like going to work and are trying yeah. to commute to work and they're work going and... 50 in a Hummer standing in front of their car like they're going to win and I'd, <laughs> I'd be I'd be hard pressed to think that even if a car is just sitting in the road idling like that's still not great like the cars are that's still on that's what I'm on, saying so. you're actually making them stay longer and then they got to turn <laughs> the know? air conditioning on that burn yeah. you know you know the AC burns the shit out of Oh yeah, things. and then they're they're gonna get out of that little block, and they're gonna drive faster. They're gonna pump. I mean, come on. You know, road rage. We've all seen the it. thing that actually gets me so like so livid is I've seen these clips of these students that are like, I am losing my education. Like I'm not in class today because I am here from what you all have done, and I'm suffering because of that, and I won't be able to you know get my full education because i'm missing school yada 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 look if you want to make a difference go back to the fucking classroom 
Talk to the fucking boy over here getting his PhD, making a difference. Stay in school, okay? okay? Stay as long as you can. <laughs> Hold on to that shit, okay? All right, well, let's move on. Um, this is a hot topic, okay? People go fucking wild for this shit. Um, I've actually secretly found out about some, well, I thought they were friends until I heard that they were um, PSL fans. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, pumpkin spice lattes. It is pumpkin season, and uh, everywhere you go, there's pumpkin candles, pumpkin bread, pumpkin cookies. It is the fucking season, but want to get your guys' thoughts and opinions on the pumpkin fucking madness. You got you got to capitalize. You have 30 days to make as much money pushing pumpkin shit. You have 30 days as a it's any, not even any marketer. Well, yeah, but. All right, got so a pumpkin candle and pumpkin cookies on the stove. Oh boy. Pumpkin. So I we aren't there yet. I, I'm in I don't have any madness. time for pumpkin spice lattes. Do you I'm going to give you one I, guess who like, you, and I, you actually you may never be able to guess this. Who is one of the largest PSL fans of all time? Yeah. Someone that we know. Mercer not. No, but that probably would make sense. Jace Beck. No, his name is Michael Perry. Really? Obsessed. Huh. Well. That, that docks a few points in Perry's... Uh, like I said, I, someone that I thought was a friend. In my ranking of Perry. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have any time for the pumpkin spice lattes. I've never even tried it, nor do I think I ever will. But, like, if we're talking, like, pumpkin bread, that's some good stuff. Carving pumpkins, I'm all about that. I do like pumpkin do you like seeds. Pumpkin seeds? Oh, yes. pumpkin yes. seeds. You wow. roast them a little bit, throw a little salt on there. Get a little toasty, you know. No, right, I mean, right. hey, there's so, thirty. You got thirty days of the year to maximize everything related to pumpkin because you know. So what you're saying is you need to start developing something in the lab uh, that helps us completely corner the market in the pumpkin industry. I think we just need to rewrite the calendar so Halloween is once a month. <laughs> Bang. Bang. Hey, uh, hey, Gardner, what's, uh, what's your Halloween costume going to be this year? Uh, I'm actually not sure, but I will tell you that uh, we got a, ta- uh, no, we got a uh, sushi roll for the dog. <laughs> yeah. Really? You should be the sushi <laughs> chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could, make, that could be good. That's oh, that. That's an already bought item. The sushi roll. It was a. It was a hand me down. Oh god! I was gonna say that's some serious planning. No, for I. I had some. I had some other options because of how long she is. I was shooting for a hot dog, but um, I think I think it upsets some people that live in the house. Um, who you know, have to deal have to Don't deal like with me. people confusing her for like a dachshund or a wiener dog. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, Wait, is this does this is this like a vegan thing or a, no 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 just am I misinterpreting it, this? It's yeah no no no. People have like continuously asked if she's a dachshund and a wiener dog, and it Taylor gets sensitive Dude. about it. If people, I mean, if people think that Remy is a wiener dog, then look, man, people aren't that sophisticated. That's why we're off. here thinning the herd, you know. Yeah, All right. Well, next up. Um, We've got a special little segment here for you all tonight. Um, calling a dear friend. You've heard his name before. It was just mentioned. 
Uh, and, no, no, no. Uh, Mer- Mer- Mercer bailed. I just texted him, and he was like, oh, no, too much pressure. Can't I do it. I freaking knew it. All right, well, um, no Sorry, shout folks. out to Mercer not because he is softer than baby shit. Um, so we'll go ahead and skip Takashi 69 because he's a piece of shit. Um, yeah. I will say one thing about Takashi 69 This dude plans on going into witness protection after he gets released from jail, whenever that is. You cannot go into witness protection if your body is covered in six nine it's tattoos on your fucking face. It's on your fucking forehead in gigantic. Dude, he has the saw character numbers. and a spider web tattooed on the side of his face. He's gonna have to do like yeah. hundreds of thousands in tattoo removal, and then on he top of that, he doesn't have the money left. Well, and then on top of that, he's gonna have to bleach his skin like MJ style. He's got to cut his stupid fucking hair. Yeah. But I'm glad we didn't call. Right, I'm glad we didn't be... call Mercer because he's on his side. Yeah, I know. Well, that might have been good for content, but I will say. I mean, we'll see if the guy even lives a day outside of prison or even yeah. in prison, because you know. Well, all right. Next up, somebody who could be uh, joining him in prison very soon, uh, Antonio Brown. The saga continues here. Um, rallied off a bunch of tweets on Sunday. Uh, just literally a bunch of nonsense. Talked about re-enrolling in online courses. Um, wanted to kind of talk to you guys a little bit about this and, and get your thoughts. Um, first and foremost, a lot of what we've seen in the news, uh, besides the fact that he's a sexual deviant, um, is that Agent Drew Rosenhaus has mentioned multiple times that teams are, are still interested in him, three teams. Um, I'm calling bullshit. He hasn't exposed, really, I, I haven't seen at least, the names of those teams, said teams. And maybe it's for legality purposes or money purposes, but I think he's just trying to hold on as long as he can to someone who is a strong talent but is done in the league. I mean, I think he's his career is yeah that's that that's his whole thing it's like we went a few days without hearing anything about ab and then sunday morning rolls around and his name's not being thrown around and you know pro football talk and whatever morning show you want to listen to and so he gets on twitter and he starts stirring the pot and i don't know why but he just he can't not he he like seeks the spotlight he wants attention on him and I mean, he's a narcissist. I mean, if you, if you looked at the shit he was like tweeting, he retweeted the story about when Big Ben got in trouble. He retweeted the story about Robert Kraft, and then there was another story about the writer who released his initial um, his initial incident with the painter, where he exposed himself, and there was a a comment like, "Oh, this guy is." This guy's getting all these death threats now, blah, blah, blah. And AB retweeted, like, good, serves him right. It's like, dude, he was just doing his job. And now you're suggesting that killing or hurting this writer is a good thing? Like, he is just completely unhinged. Here's the shovel, care. my man. You're, you're, you're just yeah. digging deeper and deeper. And he loves to dig. Dude, I, I was thinking about the fact that in a lot of instances like this where a guy kind of goes off the walls like he's associating with the wrong group of people like kind of letting him do his own thing but 
from what I can tell, the guy doesn't really seem to have much. No, yeah. So I also heard that he had like a when he first got to the league, he sort of had like a, a locker room guy in Pittsburgh that would kind of you know humble him and not let him get too big, not let him get too small. And they had a falling out, I think, two or three years ago, and that's sort of when things started to hit the fan in Pittsburgh. And now I agree. There's he's either surrounded himself with yes men, or he's completely isolated himself because. There is nobody. Not even I mean, Robert dude, Kraft and Tom Brady could say, hey, dude, keep your fucking mouth shut, and we're going to win you a ring. I mean, it, it goes back to what I was saying, though. He's a narcissist, so he he constantly thinks about himself, and there's just nobody that's going to put up with that shit. Um, you know, unless you are a fucking freeloader, and, you know, those are the people that are going to get you in trouble. And, and this is what he's ended up with. And I'm not surprised whatsoever. And now we see him in this hole. Um, and he's got, you know, he's got machines coming in to do the digging. He's done with shovels. Like, he's, <laughs> he's looking to hit water at this point. Um, so, I don't know. It's a shame because, as we've mentioned multiple times, he is a serious fucking talent and a threat and could have... You know, won a won a Super Bowl ring if he had, like Tom said, just shut the fuck up. But right, enough about the coulda, woulda, shoulda. Let's let's talk some real NFL. That's what the people are here for. Yeah. So give the people what they want. Um, NFL Week Three has come and gone. Well, we're you know currently in the midst of watching the last game here on Monday Night Football. Um, but we wanted to talk a little bit about a new era, uh, hence the title of quarterbacks who have kind of stepped in um, to take the reins. Uh, you know, whether it be from injury, whether it be uh, from being drafted, these guys have stepped up at a extremely young age, um, something that at the similar age I could never even fathom. Um, but we're going to kind of talk to you a little bit about, you know, 20 QBs that are 26 years of age or younger um, that started this week, the most in Super Bowl era. And we're going to kind of spitball, you know, one or two names that we believe, you know, essentially will will taper out um, and really just be, you know, this week's highlight for the media um, and, and not much more than that. Um, wanted to hear what you guys thought. You want to run down this list of names and go from I, there or just I mean, I think look I, off the dots. I think yourself. like two guys we can kind of keep off of the list. Or, or they don't even have any like merit to discuss. It would be Luke Falk and Gardner Minshew, because we we all know that once the real starting quarterbacks of those franchises come back, um, that being Sam Darnold and Nick Foles, I don't think will be back this season. I don't really know the the full length of his injury, but those guys aren't like those guys are fillers. Um, it's more interesting to see like you know I look at like a Marcus Mariota, who. If I'm being realistic, I don't think we'll last like two or three more weeks this season before getting replaced by Ryan Tannehill. Based on the just the, they had the one big win over Cleveland, and and they haven't shown anything since that point. So, in terms of like QBs that are going to taper off, young QBs, uh, you got to look at Marcus Mariota as one who's probably not going to make it through the midpoint of this year. Yeah, I. I, I would say that's a pretty a pretty spot on red flag at the moment. Just any time your job is threatened by Ryan Tannehill, 
you seriously need to take a look in the mirror. I mean, because we've shit on Ryan Tannehill probably more than any quarterback in the NFL, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I think I think I think Shakes almost had a a, a heart attack uh, and an combined with an aneurysm at the same exact time, and and he's going to be the starting quarterback in Tennessee in a couple of weeks. I mean. I don't think that's any sort of hot take. If you're playing bad and Marcus Mariota really has not done much since entering the league, uh, it's the only plausible thing that, that the Tennessee Titans can do to like salvage their season. And on, on this list, um, I have another one that a lot of people may disagree with, but I was not impressed at all with Teddy Bridgewater's performance this past weekend. Uh, he just he He just doesn't... I don't know. I, I understand that he was dealing with injury and, you know, back up to Drew Brees. I'm sure he probably wasn't really anticipating getting but back into the swing of things. But I, I feel like his career has always been a continuous, like, you know, it, it's because of. Well, I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah. the obvious one is it's because of that horrific leg injury he sustained in uh, practice. What was that, like three years ago now? Um but, I mean, I always thought, like, him working under Drew Brees was going to be, like, a, a huge boost to his career whenever Brees decided to hang him up. And the fact that he's been underneath Drew Brees, working with Sean Payton for two years now, and he finally gets his kind of his chance to shine and show the league that he is a capable starting quarterback. And he's not – I mean, granted, they won in, in Seattle um, by, by a, you know, in a pretty much a, a shootout. Bodes well, but their their defense scored the first ten point or fourteen points. Right, exactly. And and, and Alvin Kamara went off and, and did his thing, and so yeah, you'd think it would have helped. I mean, he he decided to stay in, in New Orleans as opposed to going to Miami, which was probably a great choice, seeing as as what you know, seeing what Miami's doing these days. Um, but yeah, man, you gotta you know when you're when it's your time to to shine and you get called up in, in this sort of situation, like you gotta. You gotta fucking show out. Um, you gotta shine. And he's got, and he's got like four more weeks or so to to see what he's made of. Sure. sure. I do have a question for you guys. Um, you know, given the circumstances, we've talked about it in terms of how much of a shit show it is in uh, Pittsburgh. But Mason Rudolph wanted to hear kind of what you guys think in terms of with the shit show that he's stepping into his potential to pan out um, just in general. I, I like Mason Rudolph. Uh, big, big arm coming out of Oklahoma State, so you know the dude just loves to air it out. Uh, I think, honestly, what would be best for Pittsburgh, if this kid can show you know he's capable and confident to run an offense, I think you cut ties with Mike Tomlin, you bring in an offensive-minded guy, and you just start rebuilding. You have a young quarterback, um, Let's be honest. Big Ben is—he's done. Can we all can we all agree? Big Ben is yes. his time is done. Didn't we say that a couple episodes ago? Can like we, can we he's like one injury away from not being able to walk. I mean, and, not, and, and this <laughs> I is think, I think this that is came his, up in the preview. Yeah, and this is his elbow, but like you know, same difference. And we but we said it was like the guy he was just bound to get injured. And and the weird thing was is I don't know if it happened early, like a few plays earlier, but like the the play that took him out of the game was a non-contact play. He just threw the ball right. and he started just grabbing his elbow and like kind of like, you know, clutching his fist. 
And yeah, man, if Mason Rudolph can can string some wins together and string some good performances together, then why bring Big Ben back into the fold? They weren't doing anything with him at the home. So what, why yeah, is that right. going to change all of a sudden now he's coming back from like a, a, a seemingly somewhat significant elbow injury? And it seems for, for whatever, uh, you know, for whatever reason, and I don't know if logistically, operationally it pans out, but, you know, a lot of these young quarterbacks seemingly are stepping in and bringing a new energy, you know, an electric energy to these teams. Um, it, from what I've seen, I mean, like I said, it's week three. Um, but it, it is interesting to see these kids step up, and we're talking about a lot of season-tenured vets in the league who have gone down who are, or who we're talking about needing to retire, um, and it's just interesting to see them step up to that plate, and, and it's been cool. In my I mean, opinion. ultimately, it bodes well for the league. I mean, you know, the NFL's been under a lot of scrutiny about you know, where its popularity is going and, and not being able to fill stadiums and all that jazz. But having these young quarterbacks who are dynamic and dual threat is, is really, really good for the league because they need it. They need new, fresh blood to to fill, to put asses in seats and and get people talking. And, uh, and they're still young. Yeah, so, and you, you know, know, like look no further than Kyler second- Murray's and Lamar Jackson's and Pat Mahomes and and Daniel Jones, you know, and he dimes, of baby. all people to, to really like, you know, lift up the league a little bit, like rising tide lifts all ships, right? Yeah. Well, well uh, sh- should we go ahead and talk yeah. about some of these young guns? I was going to say before we transition um, out of this segment to our, you know, hot takes of, of the week, um, wanted to quickly ask from this list, is Patrick Mahomes capable of multiple Super Bowls? Yeah. Is he, a, is he a multiple Super Bowl quarterback? He will win two to four in a row once Tom Brady retires. In a row? In a row? A row. In a row. Yes, in a row. Right, Tom. I think they're... Who is, the, who is, who is going to stop Pat Mahomes once the Patriots are done? Yeah, but we've already highlighted it. Their defense. I mean, I guess. I would have. I would have said the Rams, but dude, they look like. I mean, they snuck out with a win, but they. <laughs> the Rams have their own issues. Dude, going they on right they now. looked like garbage. Perfect, perfect uh, transition. I'll tell you who's there to stop them. Danny Dimes. Dude, I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could Gardner. Thank you, man. Yeah. So so with that being said, we're gonna talk to you about week three. Uh, biggest games are our takes, highlights, hot takes, opinions, uh, and Danny Dimes, aka Daniel Jones, uh, is one of those topics. So we might as well just kick it off. Um, again, like I said, this is a young QB that has stepped in, uh, replacing a two-time Super Bowl quarterback, um, filling big shoes, and just electrified not only me but the team itself. Um, they went 32-31 to 31 over Tampa Bay. Um, and the fact of the matter is, you know, regardless of the, of the uh, kick, uh, regardless of calls made, Daniel Jones showed fucking potential. Um, I think he ran in two touchdowns. Ran right? two touchdowns, threw, for, uh, threw two, uh, nearly, I think it was nearly 400, 400 yards, um, all-purpose yards. And he didn't turn the ball over, which is 
a nice breath of fresh yeah. air with respect to Eli. The unfortunate part yeah. to all, I mean, let's, I'm going to call a spade a spade here, and the Giants had no business winning that game. Um, for whatever reason, Jameis Winston decided he didn't want to throw the ball to Mike Evans anymore after he put up 140 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. The Buccaneers only scored three points in the second half versus a Giants defense that is quite possibly the worst defense I've ever seen put together on a field. And, I mean, Daniel Jones did his thing. I, I'm not going to take anything away from the guy. He, he, you know, with Saquon going out in the first quarter, uh, he was able to still, you know, keep yeah. the ship going in the right direction. And he, he made think, all the passes. I think that's what's to. the most impressive part of it. Oh, yeah, to do that you without talk Saquon. About losing is Saquon. And I don't want to, you know, try to take away from him either, but Bruce Arians purposefully took a delay of game call um, prior to that last field goal, kicked him back five yards, and sure enough, the kicker botched it. So I don't know. Yeah, but as Bob Bob Mennery said, as Bob Mennery said, Tiny Tim could have made that that kick. So. Regardless of the play, you are a kicker. That is your one fucking job. You you make that. For the game-winning kick, dude, come on. I know that, like Harrison said, we had, we had no business winning that game. But at the end of the day, we fucking did. And, you know, it's simply because the kicker didn't do his job. And, and the other way you can look at it is that the Buccaneers shot themselves in the foot. You know, because they changed their game plan, because... The whole, like, let me take five-yard penalty because I think I like the kicker from a little bit further out. That's, a, that's you know, that's between the coach and the kicker. Like, at the end of the day, that it's is... quite that, literally the dumbest thing I've it's ever heard. Du- it's dumb, but that is also quite literally shooting yourself in the foot. And who knows? He might have missed, well, uh, missed from five yards, you know, where the ball initially was. So, you know, whatever. Call it what you want. Giants won. The playoff run starts now. We got the Redskins <laughs> next week on a short week for them. And then we got to go through a bit of a gauntlet through Minnesota, New England, and I believe Indianapolis. And that'll be a very interesting stretch of games. I would, I, I think I might cry if the Giants beat New England in three weeks. Yeah, I'm not even not, working not and happen. I'll take off of work. What's that? I said I'm not even working and I'll take off of work. Yeah, good. Me too. Yeah, good. I would right. I would bet that rookie I don't think a rookie quarterback has ever beaten Tom Brady. I I don't know, but I have 100% I'll bet you that confident that that's true. You got behind you. You like that? I like that. Sam made that. No way, really. Well done. <laughs> In like fucking seventh grade, but yeah, pretty <laughs> dope. Well, at least one of you's talent. Yeah, um, one all of right, us. let's talk about um, someone that we were just mentioning, potentially winning four Super Bowls in a row, according to Tom. Um, Chiefs Ravens recap. We'll get to Pat Mahomes, uh, but want to talk about someone we've discussed pretty frequently in the last three weeks, and that's Lamar Jackson. Opinions? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm glad that we're bringing this up because I'd like to reiterate what was already said that Lamar just ain't that good yet. Everybody was all over his dick because he hung 59 on a Miami defense that couldn't play JV high school football. 
and then he took advantage of an Arizona Cardinals team that is in the rebuilding process. And then he gets to Kansas City, and it's all of a sudden, oh, what's up, Lamar? You got to run. Every All his plays that were made were, were running. Back to the whole, I can't throw the ball, so I'm going to have to use my feet. And granted, like, yeah, he made it a close game. But he had, I think he had like 51% of his passes completed for 267 yards and no touchdowns. The Lamar Jackson show is over. It's not over, Tom. Don't uh, be ridiculous. It, oh, it's over. It's I not mean, even close to over. The guy, first of all, he kept he kept it close to a to a mediocre defense. My my point is, let's see him go and try to pull some shit like that against, you know, a Khalil Mack. Well, that's the thing. The Chiefs' defense isn't even that good, and he couldn't score against them. Yeah, but that's that's, that's in a super a, hostile environment in Kansas City, in Arrowhead. you got to give him a bit of the de- benefit of the doubt. I would say Hollywood yeah, yeah. Brown did drop a few balls that were would be, should be touchdowns. I know to stay away from the coulda, woulda, shoulda, but I wouldn't be so quick to say that the Lamar Jackson show is over yet. I think the guy... Okay. He's learning. So it's only on when he's at home against mediocre competition. Exactly. Then he's gonna fucking That's exactly go off. My point. Then he's nasty. That's exactly. Well, my point. Yeah, he I guess. I guess the he's other thing is, is if you look at their season, it's not all that difficult, and so it's not going to, it's not going to surprise me if he continues to be a highlight, because next week they're playing the Browns, you know, which is going to be a toss up, and then they're facing the Steelers, Bengals. You know, and Seahawks and Patriots are really when they start to get into legitimate competition. I think. Yeah, I mean that's three wins that you just listed off right there. Realistically, three wins. I think the Patriots yeah, will that, be a really interesting test to see how a Bill Belichick scheme defense can can like how he plans on stopping Lamar Jackson. I'm assuming they're just going to spy the quarterback the entire game and force him to throw it because Bills. You know, instinct and, and rightfully so is that Lamar Jackson isn't a accurate enough thrower to beat the Patriots with his arm. If I were to, if I were to put myself in Bill Belichick's shoes, yeah, and I and that's what kind of scares me about this Baltimore team is if you just pin you know if you stack the box, pin seven or eight guys back, and just have them get after the quarterback. Don't let them run around. Don't give them any time. Make them throw quick. You know, short passes to a very young receiver core. I just, I, I, I think the hype was has kind of already hit its peak, and now we're just going to be on a steady decline for the rest of the season. Meanwhile, Patty Mahomes just chucking it left, right, up, down, no look, kind of look, totally look, don't Behind matter. The back under the legs, out of his ass, slanging the rock, slanging. Well, he's said to win, you know, four Super Bowls uh, as oh, soon man. as Tom Brady retires in 2025. I'd also uh, I'd like to take this time to say that I believe Dwayne Haskins is going to be coming in shortly for the Washington Redskins. The Bears have had like three strip sacks um, for recoveries tonight and are about to score again. It's I currently didn't hate, 14 nothing. I didn't hate oh, what we God, saw from Dwayne stink. in that preseason, uh, preseason game. Why not bring him in? They got nothing to lose, All man. I'm they're, ba- is... they're bound for a, a below 500 season, so I do agree with the like whole. Like... I can see the fear in Case Keenum's eyes right now of Khalil Mack. On Dude, TV. Khalil Mack is 
it is he smells blood in the water. Like one thousand percent. Yeah, I'd be scared too. But look at the other teams that are that are doing poorly. They've all thrown in these young, yeah, but you know, second string quarterbacks. I guess it's you know different. But and Case Keenum and Case Keenum was playing well. But there's something to be said about throwing a, a young rookie quarterback into a game, especially one against the Chicago Bears and their and their pass pa, uh, pass rush, because it's not going to do anything for his confidence. Throw him in the lions, then. Baby. No, that, yeah, but I, yeah. Let's let's circle back. Would you rather be in I a cage the with a lion man. or Khalil Mack? <laughs> with a lion, no doubt. Yeah, yeah I'll lion. take the lion. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to the next topic uh, here. We are discussing Panthers Cardinals. Uh, we've mentioned it before. Whether it's you know physical or mental, Cam Newton is just not doing it. So, my man's Kyle Allen has stepped up. Uh, he has breathed some life into this Carolina passing attack. He put up four touchdowns with 261 yards. Is that correct? Yeah, had himself a day. Yeah, so, you know, this is somebody who was also on the list for uh, QBs that are 26 years of age or younger. Um, you know, again, somebody who will probably be replaced once Cam is is back to him himself, um, but but good for this him. One, this um, is a this is I wouldn't be so sure about Cam just taking over if Kyle Allen is able to consistently put up these type of numbers. I mean, where where is the Carolina Panthers gone with Cam Newton running the show? Not really anywhere. So, hey man, I, I was very impressed. That guy that guy focused more on his. He focuses more on his fucking outfits than the game. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think I think if Kyle Allen can continue to show out and, and put up big games and win football games, more importantly, uh, I, I think the fan base in Carolina would be completely fine keeping him as a starting quarterback, even yeah. even with a, a healthy Cam Newton. And and this is this is sort of almost perfect for the Panthers organization. Because for so long, it's kind of been, you know, Cam, we let Cam do what he wants because there's nobody really lighting a fire under his ass behind him. There's nobody challenging him for his job. And now all of a sudden, this kid comes in and just lights it up. Maybe Cam gets healthy and, you know, he's motivated again to go out and, you know, be the old Cam that he used to be, putting up, you know, 100 yards rushing, three scores. But, you know, fashion... He now now he's all fashion first. Fucking babushka. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, let's talk about the Texans holding off the Chargers uh, late in the game to get a road dub. Um, you know, sat Deshaun Watson in fantasy this weekend, which was a good choice. Went with Russ, um, but uh, you know, probably big for the Texans especially on the road. want to get your guys' thoughts um, on this kind of late-game victory. It was a, it was a good, good defensive stand, I will say, uh, by the Texans. And it, for some reason, it's just they, they seem like it's hard. It, it's been hard for them to get it going this year at times. And with their offense, I, I don't really know why. Uh, but it was a big road win for Deshaun Watson, and I'm really, really hoping that the Texans can stay healthy defensively and make a push into the playoffs because I am a huge Deshaun Watson fan, 
I'm an even bigger DeAndre Hopkins fan. And, uh, you know, the Texans are America's team. So, I, you know what they say. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm also a fan of this team. However, they just don't have the, the offensive line in place to... They could they they can make it to the playoffs. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that, but I just don't see them having the offensive line the protection to actually go anywhere within the playoffs. Um, I mean you've seen yeah, you've seen it a million times stat. before. If you don't have an offensive line, you can't protect the quarterback. He doesn't have time to throw the ball. Then then you're fucked. Uh, simple as that. I saw a stat that Deshaun had. He was rushed, pressured, or had a hand put on him on each of his first sixteen dropbacks. That's pretty fucking bad. That's horrible. And and he's a dual threat quarterback. Right. Give him time to do something. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a joke. Um, but on the other, but and, on the other side of the well, spectrum with uh with the Los Angeles Chargers, um, Mike Williams, who's on my fan a couple of my fantasy teams, is about as useless as me being on an NFL field. <laughs> is he is he the biggest bust of two thousand nineteen? Dude, I had I had some. Chargers fan in my ear telling me about how Mike Williams is going to go off, blah, 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 because he's 6'4", and blah, 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 because he went to Clemson. The guy hasn't done jack shit all, all season. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Tom, I'll trade you for him. Oh, man. Breaking news. Another interception for the Chicago Bears. Dude, I literally might win my matchup this week because of the Bears' day. Yeah, you are. you might be winning right now. They are on fire. This is insane. I'm going to do a quick check because I can't um, help myself. And this well, is coming from a man who bet on the skins tonight. Why well, do I dude. fucking do this? Why, dude, last time, last game we went to, there were more Dallas fans than skins fans. You said you were retiring as a skins fan. What are you thinking? <sighs> I, you, you remember that episode of The Office when Michael's talking about dating? He's like, yep, totally ready to get hurt again. Yep. <laughs> That's, that's what it's like. To, that's exactly what it's like to be a Skins fan. Week in and week out, you gear yourself up. You tell yourself what you need to hear to think that the Skins actually have a chance. And where does that put you? Well, fucking down a, 21 good, nothing at home before halftime. It's a good thing that your actual fucking team is about to win seven Super Bowls. So Yeah, for those, for those listening that don't know, I'm actually a Patriots fan. Born in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Born and raised there. Ever heard uh, of that? I'm just like... I'm I'm just like a nine to five skins fan. Tom's ancestors. I, I live down here. So. Tom's ancestors landed You're on more Plymouth like a Rock. four quarters. Yeah. <laughs> Plymouth Rock. We didn't land on Plymouth uh, Rock. Right, well, Plymouth Rock landed on <laughs> us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, in case right. you guys missed it, the Detroit Lions, the Buffalo Bills, and I'm going to add to this list the San Francisco 49ers are all undefeated. Uh, Detroit 2-0-1, Buffalo 3-0, and San Fran 3-0 for the first time since 1998. Um, interesting, not really. Probably going to uh, end come week four, week five. But um, you know, for teams that we shit on going into the season, it's interesting to see where they are. Well, I'll yeah, sa- I'll I mean, save it till my picks, but. Bill and Tom are going about to, about to go stomp on some necks. I'll just leave it at that. And all all I have to say about the 49ers is that they have benefited completely from their schedule. They had five turnovers this past weekend against the Steelers and still managed a victory. That is on I mean 9 times out of 10 on paper, 
that 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 just ain't happening. So ten I times think out of ten. Ten times out of ten. Jimmy G, love you. Stop fucking throwing interceptions, dude. I want to root for you. I want you to do good. But to do good, that means you can't do bad. <laughs> can can somebody tell him that? Can somebody you reach out to him for me? You heard it from the PhD himself. I mean, it's really uh, not that hard when you break it down. Well, last year on our list for uh, biggest takeaways from this weekend, Browns dropping a one and two. Um, is there trouble brewing here in Cleveland? Um, or is there just way too much hype around this team? I'm going to take a stab at this one. In watching the post-game interviews with Odell Beckham and seeing all the media start to say that Freddie Kitchens isn't the guy and Baker isn't the guy and Baker's overrated, I'll tell you what, man. The, the water is starting to boil in that locker room. And if they continue to lose, and they're still very adamant that they can turn the ship around, that they still got all the tools that they need, but if they don't start winning soon, like next week, you're going to see the old Odell Beckham locker room cancer shine. You know what I mean? I can just sense it. I can feel it. He's saying that he still trusts Coach Freddie. How can you trust a coach who on fourth and nine calls a halfback draw? You know what I mean? Like all yeah, that, of these, these stupid decision makings and, and, and the lack of execution and, and the you know Baker's inability to get the ball downfield. They also had one play towards the end of the game where it was like fourth and uh, – no, no, no. It was like a third and like nine, and they needed to convert. And they ran their receivers on a go route, all of them. All of them went just streaked down the field. Meanwhile, Baker, they you know, the pocket collapses. Baker rolls out and couldn't get away from, uh, you know, whoever the defensive end was. And I was like, how do you call a, go- a, a all-guys fly route on a third and nine when all you need to do is just convert the first down? So all I'm saying, the water's starting to boil in that I, locker room. I will say for yeah for a team that poured so much money into their offense, they didn't put a dime into the offensive line. Yeah, they treat Baker has no time to make throws, and I don't know if that's really but something I mean, that's, you can change right now. But that's that's it's a where concern. The, the root of the issue is. I mean, that's a concern all all in itself, right? Like if they don't believe that Baker is you know, the talent that they believe he is. Not to say that he isn't talented, um, but if he's got no time in the pocket, then Odell, Landry, yeah, none, doesn't of, none matter of those guys fucking have. matter. Exactly. Um, so I mean, we saw it, we saw it with Odell in, in, uh, in New York, and so I think Harrison makes a really strong point. I mean, if you look at their schedule, like we had said, they're playing Lamar and the Ravens next week. Um, which I think, you know, we mentioned Lamar probably will take a W on that. Then they play the 3-0 49ers and then the Seahawks. So, you know, only time will tell, but I think Harrison's point is right. I think we're going to be throwing some crabs in the uh, in the boiling pot soon. Yeah, Baker said the whole, like, oh, we thrive under adversity or under adversity. That's fine when you're 1-2. But if you're one in six in the city of Cleveland, you don't have adversity. You got a fucking problem, my man. Dude, they were a on their big way. problem. They were on their way to over a 500 season last year, and they could barely fill seats. We'll see what happens. Well, 
let's move on. Uh, week four will not uh, necessarily be all that interesting. Um, kind of a stinky week, in the words of Tom. Um, but we've got stinky, some lineups. Stinky, that <laughs> yucky, yucky. That we want to talk about. I'll never do that again. Um, yeah, never so many stinky lines everywhere. Yeah. Stinky. Well, we got uh, for a week four preview. We've got the Thursday night football lineup: um, Eagles versus Packers at Lambeau Field, I believe. Um, Pats at Bill, or yeah, Pats at Bills. Uh, you know, battle the undefeated teams here. Harrison kind of alluded to it. Probably gonna get shellacked. Um, Vikings at Bears, big divisional game. Uh, Minnesota has been fucking rolling. And then finally, as we had mentioned, Browns versus Ravens. So, uh, don't know if you guys want to dissect these or just dive straight into your picks. Thoughts, let's uh, let's go straight. Let's go straight into picks. I, uh, I I've got a couple that I feel really good about. Um, it appears Tom has a couple that he feels very good about. And yeah, let's let's go right into picks. I got. I got three logs on the fire this week. What's burning, Tom? So my first mortal lock bet, um, lock it up. I'm taking the Chiefs and the Lions over 54 points. As we had mentioned, Detroit is playing pretty good football right now. A lot of it has started uh, with Carrion Johnson, who's turning into the running back that we saw last year. Before he got hurt, starting to be the bell cow. Um, Kenny Galladay growing into a fine wide receiver after kind of an up and down first few years in the league. I, I kind of like Matt Stafford this year. He's not really turning the ball over. Um, I think they're going to be able to score points at home against the Kansas City defense that, you know, coming off a big, big test last week with Lamar, a lot of game planning. And at the same time, you know Pat Mahomes is going to get his. Uh, I'm taking this over 54. You should too. Lovely, Tom. Well done. Well said. Good job. Thank you. Uh, for Thank my you. first pick of week four NFL, I've got Green Bay minus four and a half points versus Philadelphia. This game is in Lambeau. Uh, and the way I see it, it's not so much that, that Green Bay is this all-star team. I mean, they've been winning games, but there's still some things that don't seem all that great to me. I think their offense looks a little sketchy. However, Eagles have too many injuries right now uh, between Alshon Jeffrey uh, and uh, Deshaun Jackson. And I think uh, I think Green Bay at home, you know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is too good of a quarterback. I think their defense is starting to come into its own. And I, I just don't I just don't see like Nelson Aguilar somehow going into Green Bay and, and, and you know, Getting, getting the points and receptions and touchdowns that's going to be needed for them to cover uh, their their spread. So Green Bay, minus four and a half, lock it in. Dude, side note, uh, side note on uh, Alshon Jeffries. There was a story, I don't know if you guys saw it, you guys might have even sent it in the group, of the gentleman who saved uh, people from a fire up in Philadelphia. Did you see this? I did, yeah. They, they were essentially throwing, like, kids and people out of the windows, you know, and somebody was below catching them and, and bringing them to safety. Uh, and the gentleman, like, I don't know if it was afterwards or during, but essentially was quoted by a reporter saying, I was out there catching babies, uh, unlike Alshon Jones. No, it was so, unlike Nelson Aguilar. 
Oh, was it? Was it Al Gore? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So I totally just absolutely destroyed it's that. It's okay. You, you, um, had the, you had the base of the story down. Just Yeah, it was all It all there. comes down to execution. You together. know, talk, talk yeah, to the Browns yeah. about we'll work, that. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll work on the execution. But, yeah, nonetheless, fucking hilarious. Uh, Tom, next pick. Kick it off. Uh, well, I will be heading to Chicago where the Minnesota Vikings will be playing the Bears. And I love this bet um, up until about an hour ago where the Chicago Bears defense is all over the skins tonight. Uh, I think this is actually going to work great because the line is going to move more in favor of the Bears. I'm taking Minnesota. Minnesota has been playing excellent football. Um, They lost a tough one um, earlier off to start the season, but Dalvin Cook has really just, you know, been pounding the rock. And if you see any trend in my picks here, I'm taking teams that just pound the fucking football. That is the Minnesota Vikings. And I think that they can, even if they don't get the job done on the ground against the Bears, I still do not trust Mitch Trubisky to light it up. Um... I like Minnesota to win outright, but given you know how the line may move between now and Sunday, I'm going to end up taking Minnesota with the points. Uh, skull, baby, skull. Skull. Um, Harry, what do you got here for us? You uh, had mentioned it before. Yeah, mentioned it, mentioned um, it before. The New England Patriots are going to... Uh, bring the cavalry over to Orchard Park, which is just outside of Buffalo, for those of you who aren't good at geography. And they are going to cover the six and a half points by a, a mile. Uh, I think the Bills are riding high, being 3-0. and Their fan base is loving it. And I think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are going to come in there and literally pillage the Buffalo Bills and all of their fans. Uh, to put into perspective, Tom in his career, Tom Brady, that is, not Tom Wells, is 30-3 and against the Buffalo Bills. He'll be 31-3 and come Sunday. Uh, I just, I think New England is going to enjoy every second of laying the smack down on the Bills and kind of taking every bit of wind out of their sails. I, first off, I'm undefeated against the Buffalo Bills. Thank you very much. Right. Uh, and secondly, I I love your thought process. I love the sound of everything you just said. But for some reason, we always struggle in Buffalo, and I don't know why. Um, but yeah, gun to my head, I'm taking the pets. But I'm going to lay off this one. Uh, my, my final lock of this weekend will be the over 46 in Carolina and Houston. Um, again... I think that this is a Carolina defense that Deshaun or Deshaun Watson can take advantage of, especially being at home. Uh, I, I think they're going to score a lot of points. And especially if you look at how the last game panned out, there was two fumbles and two interceptions. Um, three of those turnovers came in the red zone uh, in the Houston and Chargers game. So that should have been a lot higher scoring than the total was, which came out to 47. And I, I like this Kyle Allen kid, too, for Carolina. I see this one maybe 31-24 Carolina, or Houston, sorry, 31-20 to 31-24 Houston victory. Um, I don't know how I feel about the spread overall, 
The, the spread's a but little I will sketchy. Be taking the over. You know, so as my final pick for this week, and granted, I might add a couple more picks to it. Um, I was checking ESPN, and they weren't, uh, they didn't publish all the all the lines uh, that are currently out for whatever reason. Uh, I, I just think the man who only fears God, DeAndre Hopkins, is going to have a big, big week. Um, he was a little quiet last week, but you know, by his standards uh, against the Chargers. Uh, I just think that, you know, Houston, you know, against everything that I said before uh, regarding, you know, their their inability to protect Deshaun Watson, I still think they're going to be a good enough team uh, to cover the five points against Carolina. I'm, I'm half expecting, you know, when it's a brand new quarterback, it's really hard for teams to game plan, uh, game plan against them because they just don't know their tendencies, don't know their ability. Uh, so I, I would expect the Texans to be able to game plan um against Kyle Allen uh, to be able to slow him down and uh, I'm going to go Houston minus five I like it you know I think it's interesting Tom what you mentioned before about struggling in Buffalo and we've also I think it was last week two weeks ago uh, where we talked about you know you guys struggling in Miami I wonder if it's just like playing down to just I mean, I guess Buffalo, you can't really consider a dog shit team at 3-0, and but historically speaking, um, they haven't been that fantastic. But I don't know. I, I was thinking about that because, you know, as a team that is fighting for a seventh Super Bowl to go and play in Buffalo or to play in Miami, it doesn't seem like all that much of a threat. But Well, the thing is, when the Patriots go to those stadiums, it's like their Super Bowl. Because those teams, especially divisional teams, they're never going to win the division. They're never gonna sniff the fucking playoffs. So, so when the, the Patriots come to town, it's like, oh well, the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl <laughs> this year. So if we can beat them in the regular season, it's a little moral victory. It's like the Chick Fil A Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we've got for locks this week. Obviously, we will post it on our Instagram to make sure that you are able to see it all the way up until that Thursday night kickoff. But let's go ahead and close things out here tonight, gentlemen, with some buzzer beaters, uh, if you've got nothing else to add. Um, I will just give Tom Brady a quick shout-out for uh, jumping Drew Brees as uh, second most all-time in touchdown passes. He's closing in on the uh, leading mark of 539. And I'm drawing a blank on who owns that. Is it Peyton Manning? I feel like it's not Peyton Manning, but it could be Peyton Manning. I know the number is 539. Tom is at 523. Just Google uh, it. Not you. He's coming. He's coming for that ass. Coming for that ass. Uh, I'm gonna throw my buzzer beater a little bit uh, to left field um, and talk about something that's going on. It's still a developing story in Kansas. Uh, Currently, uh, the NCAA has charged the Kansas bas- men's basketball team with lack of, insti- uh, lack of institutional control, which is the exact same charge that they charged Miami football team with uh, back in the Nevin Shapiro uh, era, which, which got Miami all sorts of fucked up for the next 10 years. So it's really interesting Almost to see... the death penalty. Oh, nearly the death penalty. So it's really interesting to see what's going to happen to this Kansas team because they are year in and year out a top 10 team. Uh, this is re- really the first 
blemish uh, for Bill Self. He's going to be charged with some sort of uh, sanction. The team's going to be charged with a sanction, uh, most likely against scholarships, as well as likely, um, maybe, I've actually never really seen this, I don't think, as a, a March Madness uh, ban as well. And like I said, it's still developing. This is like day one or two of this going on. So uh, really interesting to see. I'm always curious about these stories because, you know, all of these programs have things that go on behind closed doors that aren't necessarily legal. Um, and so we'll see how this all pans out. But Kansas is on, is uh, got, got, some, got some big shit at their front door. A bag of flaming shit. Yep. Never want that. Ruins a brand new pair of boots, you know? That's exactly right. Well, um, I will throw out a buzzer beater before I wrap us up here tonight. Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, was uh, released. Beta, that is, at, at least, I should say. <clears throat> um, for those of you who aren't interested, don't give a fuck. I'm a nerd, and I love it. Um, but I will say it is the last time I'll ever buy a beta because it is a goddamn cock tease and now I have to wait an entire month until the game comes out. So, um, fuck you, Infinity Ward, and um, fuck you, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you and fuck you. Um, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed, as always. If you are not, make sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Additionally... Your subscription is our lifeblood, so go check us out both on Spotify and on iTunes so that you guys can stay up to date on our weekly released episodes. Uh, you will not regret it, and we will deeply miss you. So come join us as we thin the herd. And to play us out tonight, sep September 22nd, 1992, uh, Redman releases What Be Album. So we are going to play you out with Tonight is the night. Mic check. I walk around the street with the black tech now by the waistline, picking our hype shit. I never claim to be the best type of rapper. You have to show the motherfuckers what I'm after. I'm after the gold, then after that the platinum. Beef after that, Hurricane G packs the gas, son. Chigga bang bang. Yo, bust the slang with my name. It's the red man on the funk thing. Psych your motherfucking right tonight, tonight. To do what I wanna do. To it like dynamite, the work perfected when the funk been ejected. I roughen up the rough draft to like make your head split. Huh? Past the 40 and the blunt, and don't front on the block. Cause when you do front, brother, you get the start. I'm not an addict, more like Puff the Magic. The pass it when I'm through, cause my crew got to have it. I don't claim to be a big rap star, cause no matter who you are, you still catch a bullet scar. So listen up and take heed to what I'm saying, cause tonight's tonight, and me and my niggas ain't playing. You wanna see me get cool, please Save it for the breeze Cause the lyrics and tracks Make me funky like cottage cheese Fuck the smooth shit I get 
down with the boom, built like you tip. I kick more styles than blue shoes kick. But tonight's tonight, what I write tonight is type of funk with the flavor like Mike and Knights. Hanging out with my niggas, my niggas. The pistol posse hit their fingers on the triggers. I keep the 40 between my lap, cooling, rolling down the highway. Blunt system pumps, cause it's Friday. Roll over to pick my boys up. We raise a lot of noise, cause we can do that, black. So get the Bozak, Jack, we never. I do the type of evil that men do Like cursing out my window at a bitch in the friend too So turn the volume up a notch And watch the ba-bonk, ba-bonk Make your speakers pop That's the funk when it pumps It makes you rump Jump, 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 jump But if you wanna see a fly but frantic Cool, romantic, more slicker than my man Rick You better check the yellow pages Under smooth shit Cause red ain't down for the bullshit Niggas fucked up by letting me make an album How come to get on the mic and let my fucking style run